Hello everyone, this is Stephen Strang and welcome to this special edition of the Guide Trump in 2020 election podcast for October 27, 2020, only seven days from the most important election of our lifetime. And I'm counting down the days to the election and one of the big things that will affect this election is the fact that Amy Coney Barrett was confirmed to the Supreme Court yesterday, Monday night, and I was just waiting for that to happen before publishing an op-ed and also uh, doing this podcast about it. Uh, We sent out a news release in my voice saying that I'm thrilled that Amy Coney Barrett has been confirmed by the Supreme Court. She has a brilliant legal mind and has handled enormous adversarial questions with grace. I'm proud that such a strong believer has attained this high level. This should make all spirit-filled Christians proud. Now, we know that one of President Trump's greatest legacies was appointing conservative, originalist judges to the Supreme Court who would rule based on what the Constitution says rather than based on what leftist politicians want it to say. And this has been a real problem, as everyone knows, for at least the half century, the last half century and, and perhaps even more than that. I've been watching this very closely because it could affect the election. In fact, I think that the Kavanaugh hearing, which was very, very contentious, actually affected the election in 2018. Often a sitting president will lose control of the House or the Senate, and Donald Trump did lose the House. But in the Senate, Josh Hawley from Missouri was actually elected and replaced Senator McCaskill, who had voted against Kavanaugh. And uh, Joe Manchin, one of the few, maybe the only Democrat who voted for him, was actually kept in office because I guess the voters approved of it. There was a lot of fear that there was going to be the same kind of contention, if nothing more than the fact that she is known as a Christian. She doesn't shy away from that. Uh, She's actually a part of a charismatic Catholic community called People of Praise up in South Bend. And I've reached out to some of the leaders there who I've known for years, you know, to see about doing a podcast or maybe some articles in the future. But in 1967, at Duquesne University, a group of Catholic students got together for a prayer retreat. And uh, someone had been reading David Wilkerson's book, The Cross and Switchblade. And in the narrative of that book, when David Wilkerson had started Teen Challenge and was getting these drug addicts off of drugs, they found that those who received the baptism in the Holy Spirit uh, were more successful at staying off drugs. And in the story, which was co-written by my friends and mentors, John and Elizabeth Sherrill, they stop and tell a story about a Catholic priest visiting the center and asking about this. And so David Wilkerson, in the book, takes time out and explains about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and how it's for today. And these Catholic students had read it, and they prayed, and they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and there was so much excitement. You know, they were so full of power and energy and love. And one of the people there at Duquesne was Bert Gezi, my friend. I've known him almost back from that era. He actually worked for us as an editor 
at two different times in the 80s and then later in the early 2000s. He's brilliant. And I was always glad to have him on the staff because it helped us to keep in touch with what was happening with the Catholic charismatic movement. Now, he was going to school in South Bend, and he actually kind of took it to South Bend. Now, it's a little more complicated. There are other people involved. Patty Gallagher Mansfield is well-known as one of the leaders very, very early, but when it went to South Bend, a whole bunch of people received the baptism of the Holy Spirit at Notre Dame. Kevin Ranahan, who is has been my friend since 1977, was one of them. Uh, he has been, over the years, one of the leaders of the People of Praise community. And I haven't seen Kevin in quite a number of years. He's now 80 years old, but I'm hoping to do a podcast with him soon. But anyway, I'm just giving a little bit of background about Amy Coney Barrett. And, you know, we can only speculate about who she is, but we know that she's married. She's got five uh, children with her husband, and they adopted two children, I believe from Haiti, two, two boys. And so they have seven children, all school age. She's only 48 years old. First Supreme Court justice, I think, in history who had school-aged children, or at least the first woman. There's been, you know, now several women on the Supreme Court. Uh, I'm very glad that uh, President Trump appointed her, I'm very glad that the Republicans stuck together. It looked like a couple would maybe abandon ship. Uh, Mitt Romney very pretty early said that he would vote for her. Lisa Murkowski from Alaska, who is a bit of a maverick, uh, said early she didn't think that the confirmation should happen until after the election. But she came around and actually voted for Amy Barrett. So congratulations to both of them. But, you know, people are concerned about the Supreme Court. You can make an argument that that's actually made the difference for Donald Trump in 2016. And now the Democrats are talking about packing the court. This would be absolutely horrible because it would become a new legislative body. Uh, They would have a permanent majority. They would pass whatever they wanted. Every socialist dream that they have would get passed, and America, as we know, would not exist. America would exist, but it would be so different. And I'm very concerned about our religious liberty because, you know, there are lefties who think that we're dangerous. They think what the Bible teaches is hate speech. I mean, people really believe that. Now, right now, it's a fairly small percentage and they're not getting their way. But boy, if the Democrats were able to, to pack the Supreme Court, which they would, I really believe that they would, then that would be very dangerous, very, very dangerous for America. I'm hoping that people's eyes are being opened. And we are hearing news of that. Uh, today when I was in the gym, one of the guys mentioned to me that the Rasmussen poll, he'd been reading it, couple weeks ago was like 12 points. Donald Trump was 12 points behind, and now he's a point or two in front of Joe Biden. Of course, we know that last time the polls were very, very wrong. There is so much enthusiasm for Donald Trump. There is so little enthusiasm for Joe Biden. 
that I just I really really believe that Donald Trump is going to win and you know as a journalist and and you know trying to be an objective uh, uh, observer of things I I have indicated very strongly that I endorse him that I want him to win but not that he will win but you know the prophets several prophets I document this in my book God Trump in the 2020 election prophesied as early as 2008 that God would raise up this disruptor who would, who would love him. You know, this was someone we had no idea who it was who would be in for two terms. And then more recently, others have prophesied that Trump will be elected, and we are actually documenting this and doing articles about it, along with links to where some of the people have actually, you know, preached about this and it's on YouTube and so forth. So just watch charismanews.com for that on the week leading up to the election. Meanwhile, if you haven't read God Trump in the 2020 election, it's a good book, at least I think so. And the follow-up, which is God Trump and COVID-19, which is just how the pandemic has affected the election as well. And if you listen to my podcast regularly, you know I've written about it. I've done podcasts on it. And right now I'm counting down the, the election this thing with Amy Coney Barrett is so important. I'm actually going to put this both on Guy Trump and the 2020 election podcast, as well as on the Strang Report, which is my larger podcast. It's 3.8 million so far, and you know, going up every day, of course. And the other one, the new one, which has only been since January, is about a million. Uh, actually, it's, it was a million. Uh, around 30,000 uh, the last time I looked. So, you know, we're excited about that, obviously. I'm glad that uh, people like to listen to my podcast and tune in. I really hope that they're influential, and they are as you share them. Put these things on social media. Email them to friends that you think would enjoy, you know, listening to the podcast. And tune in again tomorrow. We'll continue to count down the days to the most important election of our lifetime. Thank you for listening.